Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is called Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius Section Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in, getting a lot of great calls from you at the Dr. Pepper calling line, whether you're sitting on the box or not, at Triple H, say ESPN. Sit out it! 888 my brother. Exactly. <laughs> AFC East Championship game, de facto one on Sunday in Miami. Dolphins on one side, Bills on the other side. Who is it a bigger game for? I say it's Miami. Harry says it's Buffalo. What about you? Let us know on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Box not included at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But to me, Harry Douglas, as much as we want to talk about Dolphins and Bills, it's always about stars and how they're going to play when the spotlight is blazing, blazing hot. For my money, this is the biggest game that Tua Tungavailoa is going to play in his NFL career up to this point, especially when your team had that division lead. And now if you lose this game, you're going to play on the road with a high-flying offense that's going to be compromised. This is when you want your star to play like we've seen Josh Allen play for the Buffalo Bills the last four to five weeks. He's raised this level, and everybody else has followed along. It can't just be about the running game protecting Tua, although I think Mike McDaniel has to do that. But if you're Tua, you got to show out or get thrown out. And if you get thrown out, you'll be playing on the road, and that's not going to be good for him and the Miami Dolphins. I believe it's key for the offensive line of the Miami Dolphins as well, protecting Tua Tungvaloa, especially when you have a guy on the other side like Ed Oliver. Within the last five games, that young man has three and a half sacks and 15 tackles from the defensive tackle position. Mm. And also linebacker Terrell Bernard, we've seen him last week lead the team in tackles with 10 two sacks and have three tackles for loss. So I think it's imperative for the offensive line of the Miami Dolphins to make sure you provide that proper protection for Tua Tungvaloa because right. we've seen the tale of two Tuas, right? When he's protected, he's going to be able to carve your football team up. When he's not protected, Tua's not the most athletic. And, you know, he's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Lamar Jackson. I, I, I don't even believe he's Patrick Mahomes when it comes to escaping pressure and still being able to throw the football down the field. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure he's protected at all costs. But this is definitely a game that he's going to have to be his best. Yeah. He's going to have to throw with that accuracy we've seen so many times, throw him with anticipation, but also – you know, doing everything in his power that he can to bring a win to the Miami Dolphins so they can secure up the two seed. But most importantly as well, I think yeah. winning the AFC East, something that the Buffalo, excuse me, that the Buffalo Bills have done the last three seasons. Yeah, Miami has not won the AFC East since 2008. And when it comes to quarterback and money, it all goes hand in hand. Everybody has gotten paid in the last year or so, whether it's been Justin Herbert with the Chargers, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. Can't forget about Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're too a part of this offense, not saying that your financial repercussions could be on the line here, but if you're the Miami Dolphins and you got an offense that you know works, you got a head coach that has guys playing hard from each and every play, 
you can't have an offense. You're looking at your quarterback, and you have questions about no matter what kind of accuracy that Tua Tungvaluwa has. Because in star-making games, you got to be that star. you got to be a guy that people look at and say, yep, he ready. He ready. He not ready. He ready. You want that answer to be he ready and he not ready. And that's why one of our compadres, Chris Canty, co-host on Sportsman like each and every Monday, 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio with Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman. He says up to this point, if two is looking for that money, he may have to wait just a little bit longer for that money. You don't pay a guy $250 million just to be a good quarterback. You pay that guy to help you compete at a championship level. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know that Tua can do that. Now, I'm not trying to move the goalposts. The first priority this year was to make sure that he could stay healthy. But he's also led the league in passing yards. He leads the league in completion percentage, yet he's 13th in QBR. So what that tells me is a lot of his production is about the pieces around him, and it's also about the X's and O's that Mike McDaniel dials up. Now, I'm not knocking him for being able to execute, but it's also about value over replacement relative to what other quarterbacks could do in that same system with that same talent. I'm not sure that Tua is head and shoulders above the field. Well, I will say this, too. You know, the Miami Dolphins, they don't have to move entirely too fast when it comes to two and his new contract. They picked, up, right. picked up his fifth-year option, right? That's so they right. have a whole other year if they want to take it there. But I believe Tua, this being his first year being able to – and granted, anything happens, and I, and I pray nothing does. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first year being able to play in the playoffs, right. I want to see how he's going to do. But Because I, I agree with Chris. You don't pay someone $250 million just to get you to the playoffs. You want to pay someone that amount of money yeah. to be able to get you to be in a Super Bowl contending team. Mm-hmm. And I think going into this game this week, man, it's, it, it sucks that you know the Miami Dolphins have so many guys that, that are banged up. Because I believe Jalen Waddle is a, a very important piece to what they want to do offensively. Absolutely. And, you know, Tyreek Hill is very important to what they want, what they want to do offensively. Raheem Mostert, we've seen how valuable he's been this season, even at the age 31, collecting touchdown after touchdown, but being a home run hitter every time he's able to touch the football. But I, I agree a lot with what Chris Canty just said. On the, on the landscape of seeing more from Tua, we know that he's going to be able to do it within the regular season. We've seen it last year. Mm-hmm. We've seen it this year. Now comes the landscape of the playoffs. What is Tua going to be able to do, and how is he going to play on a consistent basis within these playoffs, and can he be a large part of the reason why the Miami Dolphins are moving in certain directions and not the reason why they're going home? On the other side of that, I know if I'm a Tua Tungavailoa fan or a family member, I'm thinking, wait a minute. You can't throw the same thing at us that you threw it at Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts or even at Deshaun Watson, guys who all got paid an inordinate amount of money. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he's getting guaranteed money whether he plays or not, over $230 million of that guaranteed money from the Cleveland Browns. And I'm sure plenty of people in the NFL, our buddy Ian Fitzsimmons, they probably said, you can go to football hell, giving that guy that kind of contract. But Tua's like, look, I didn't set the market. But this is the market. And if Justin Herbert can get that, and he hasn't won a playoff game, if I go out there and win a playoff game, then that market has been set. That's what you got to even bring to the table when it comes to me. But it's not that simple, especially when there's still more questions, in my opinion, about a Tua Tungavailoa than there are about a Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, even a Justin Herbert. Yep. Hell, even a Justin Fields. We still don't know what Justin Fields can be. We got a glimpse a little bit of Tua Tungavailoa. But if you have a chance to win the division on your home field with that guy on the other side, Josh Allen, 
and you don't outplay him no matter who's there, who's not there, if you're the Dolphins, you're thinking, okay, we need a quarterback that he can raise people's level and it can't be there. And if he can't do that in that division with that guy, that could lead a lot of pause for the cause if you're the Miami Dolphins in that organization. Well, it has to be that because you have an Aaron Rodgers coming back and we know he's going to be on a vengeance. You have a guy in that that division also by the name of Josh Allen. The New England Patriots, they're going to be able to draft their franchise quarterback this year. So you're going to have to have consistent stellar play through and through year in and year out. You're not going to have room for drop-off or room for error. And if you have an opportunity to win this division like they did on a Monday night football game, you can't allow certain things to happen. You can't fumble within your five-yard line to go score a touchdown and take away one of those opportunities for you as well. So I think a lot of their problems when it comes to the offensive side of the ball are self-inflicted, whether it's penalties, turning the football over, not having good protection, and guys being hurt. Either way, Tua – on the biggest game in your NFL life having this Sunday, you bet I'll play Josh Allen, no matter who's there or who's not there. Mm-hmm. Or those questions and that drumbeat only get louder about you being that franchise quarterback that the Dolphins are hoping for, but they may not believe that as much as you want them to believe. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. It is definitely win or go home involving so many games, which is exactly how the NFL wanted it, even though they didn't plan it. But that's exactly the case with not one, not two, not three, not four, but seven different games involving either playoff implications or who can win a division or who could be out of the playoffs. So let's get right to it. We start with Saturday with this game. Texans and Colts. That game at 815 Eastern time on ESPN and ABC as well as ESPN Plus. Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? What we know about both of these teams is that the future is looking bright. Yep. Right, they have young, phenomenal quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, even though he's not playing this weekend for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. You have a C.J. Stroud on the other side for the Houston Texans. And I think we're very, very much proud of the hiring of the head coaches for both of these teams, Shane Steichen and what he's been able to do and instill within this football team. And then also D'Amico Ryans from the Houston, Texas side of the, uh, of the spectrum. What I want to see, I want to see how C.J. Stroud is going to finish the season, the regular season of 2023. The first time these two teams played, he threw for 384 yards and two touchdowns. We know Gus Bradley from a defensive perspective. For the Indianapolis Colts, he's going to play a lot of zone. Will C.J. Stroud be able to lead this team to the playoffs in 2023 because of his strong play in being different than most from the quarterback position? Here's what I know. Gardner Minshew is going to affect this game. Because when he plays well, everybody feels better than the Indianapolis Colts. When he has a little shakiness, that puts even more pressure because he's not going to be the guy that can throw the ball down the field consistently, even though he has shown the ability he can be a very accurate passer. If he's playing well early, that's good for the Colts and bad for the Texans. That's what I know. What I can't wait to see is exactly what C.J. Stroud I'm going to see when I have not been disappointed at all. He lives for moments like this. He loves moments like this. And when you have a chance to go into enemy territory and win a football game, 
I saw him almost do the same thing at Ohio State when they played Georgia in what was a home game for Georgia in the semifinals, and the field goal kicker missed it, or Georgia would not be back-to-back champions. That's what I can't wait to see, how C.J. goes on the road and plays like that because I've seen it before, what he did last year in college football when he played for Ohio State against Georgia in the semifinals. Vikings at Lions. Well, the Vikings are going to go back to Nick Mullins at quarterback because the Jaron Hall experiment had pretty much died on the table when they played the Green Bay Packers. Meanwhile, the Lions are probably still salty about referee report gate and losing to the Dallas Cowboys last week in Dallas last Saturday night. Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? I know I've been very, very impressed with the Detroit Lions overall as a whole this season. Uh, I know this is a football game that they should win. I also know that Brian Flores is going to bring pressure from a defensive perspective. Yeah. And, you know, Jared Goff, he better be ready for it. Now, what I want to see, I want to see how Nick Mullins is going to be this time around because Amen. the last time these two teams played, he threw four interceptions. Four interceptions. So if you want an opportunity to win this ball game, you're going to have to take care of the football. The, the other thing I would say I want to see, I want to see how the Detroit Lions are going to come back uh, after that Dallas Cowboys loss yep. in which they felt like they should have won. Uh, is their mind still on that game, or have they moved forward to the next one, which is the most important, and that's the Minnesota Vikings? Here's what I know. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to have at least 10 catches. When you get snubbed by the Pro Bowl selection committee, the fans and the coaches, and you openly talk about it, what normally happens, you go out in that next game and say, this is what you're missing, even though there's no such thing as a Pro Bowl game. But it's the principle. That's what I know. He's going to have at least 10 catches for about a buck fifty to show people that they missed out with him in that Pro Bowl snub. What I can't wait to see, I go back to what you said, what Detroit Lions team are we going to see. They really, in essence, have nothing to play for. They've already won a division. They know they're going to be the third seed in the playoffs behind the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys may not lose and watch the Commanders, so they lose that tiebreaker. I can't wait to see what kind of Lions team comes out. Are they going to be a team whose bodies are in Detroit but their minds are still back in Arlington, Texas, when they lost last Saturday? Or they come out and show people, hey, we're ready. We can compete with the Cowboys. We can compete with the Eagles. We can compete with the 49ers. That's what I can't wait to see six days after that happened to the Detroit Lions. Bears and Packers. Well, Justin Fields has basically said that he believes he can greet the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Meanwhile, the Packers are like, look, we'll see about that. Two young quarterbacks that, if they don't trade Justin Fields, could be battling each other, meaning Justin Fields and Jordan Love for the next 10 to 12 years. Harry, what do you know? What can't you wait to see? I know for the Green Bay Packers and their organization, Jordan Love is their franchise quarterback. Amen. I've been impressed with his growth throughout the football season, uh, the way he's been able to handle adversity as well. What I want to see in this ball game, the Green Bay Packers from a defensive side of things, I want to see are they going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain. It can't be the Green Bay Packers defense that we see against uh, Tommy DeVito and Saquon Barkley, in mm-hmm. which both of those guys were able to have their way. It can't be the Green Bay Packers defense that we've seen against Baker Mayfield and company that came up to the frozen tundra and Baker Mayfield threw for all kind of yards and had a perfect passing rating. So I'm putting pressure on that defense of Green Bay. Can you guys hold up your end of the bargain? And if you're able to, you're going to be walking into the playoffs. Something that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers didn't do in their first year at the quarterback position that Jordan Love has an opportunity to do. Here's what I know about this game. Both of these quarterbacks are going to throw for at least 250 yards. Justin Fields, He's arrived. He's no longer to come up. He's arrived. And you can say the same thing about Jordan Love, to your point. Whatever concerns they had, and they had concerns during the season, which made absolutely positively no sense why they put that out there. 
but maybe it worked because ever since then, except for a couple of games, Jordan Love has been that dude. That's what I know that both of these quarterbacks are going to play well. What I can't wait to see, hey, Green Bay, where's your defense? Where has that been? Hello. You've been able, yeah, you've been able to get away with it a couple of times because your quarterback bailed you out, but these are the kind of games where a guy like Justin Fields with no pressure on him and all the pressure on you can make plays in your defense. You better be the dudes I saw on Thanksgiving morning when you beat the Detroit Lions or Sean Gary could not be blocked. If those guys don't return, then maybe just maybe the Packers are not ready to be primetime players in 2023. They may have to wait until 2024. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, doing little NFL questions and answers on this win or go-home weekend. So we got four more games to go, and we go down south for this one. Falcons at Saints. I'm just going to preface this with this. I'm just going to let Harry Douglas go first, as I normally do, because about what do you know and what do you want to see with this game involving his precious on the edge of a cliff trying to keep themselves alive in the playoffs when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons? Well, what we know is that the NFC South has been the worst division in the National Football League in 2023. I also know that this is a big game for both of these teams because whoever the winner is, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose their game, then they're going to be NFC South champions and they're going to host a playoff game. Now, what I need to see, Mm -hmm. I'm going to the quarterback side of things, the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. I want to see if he's going to be able to make plays, Taylor Heineke, because his teammates need him. And I'm also going to go to the quarterback side of things for the New Orleans Saints because they brought in Derek Carr to be a savior for that organization after Drew Brees. He hasn't been that guy so far. He hasn't lived up to the hype that everyone expected him to. Can Mm -hmm. he be able to make plays through and through and not the mistakes that I've seen, uh, I'll say over the last six weeks or seven weeks from Derek Carr to lead the New Orleans Saints to a victory over Atlanta Falcons. So both quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke and Derek Carr, I want to see if those guys are going to be able to lift their teams to a prime position or a prime win that both of them desperately need right now at this moment. Here's what I know. The Atlanta Falcons are going to play two quarterbacks in this game. Taylor Heineke's going to have a couple of plays, and Desmond Ritter's going to be in there for the Atlanta Falcons at a certain point. That's what I know. Both teams, though, because we're, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. see the Swift Army knife for, yeah. for, for yeah, the Saints. Yeah, and Taysom Hill. Yeah. What, what do I need to what do I? What I can't wait to see? How long is that going to take with the Atlanta Falcons? How long is it going to take before they have to go to a different quarterback like they've done a lot this year involving Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke? That's what I know, and that's what I can't wait to see involving two players, one position, and one team. Jaguars at Titans. This should have been a division that Jacksonville Jaguars should have run away with, but they have not. Now they need to win or have to have, have a hell of a lot of help to make sure that they don't on the outside looking in. Meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans, they're playing out the string, but we know they're going to play hard. Harry, what do you know, and what can't you wait to see? I know I've been disappointed with the Jacksonville Jaguars and their inconsistency. This is a team that had an opportunity to not only sew up this division about three or four weeks ago, but they had an opportunity to be a one or two seed in the AFC as a conference, and they've seemed to drop the ball in that capacity. What I want to see, Mm -hmm. I want to see – Yes, I'm going to say my, my Tennessee Titans because I played for that organization for three Mm -hmm. years. I want to see how they're going to finish off the season, right? right? How much fight they still have in them. And can they ruin some things for a divisional opponent in the Jacksonville Jaguars in which those two organizations aren't too fond of one another? Here's what I know. Trevor Lawrence ain't playing. If he's iffy on Friday, 
he, he ain't going to be in a jiffy on Saturday, on Sunday, mm-hmm. to play for this team, which means that C.J. Beathard, come on down. It's your turn again. That's what I know. You are not going to see Trevor Lawrence throwing the football unless it's on the sidelines and throwing it up in the air and catching it. That's what I know. What I can't wait to see, what Jacksonville Jaguars team is going to show up when you've blown a division lead in a division that you should have run away and hid from everybody else in this division. Now you can't afford to lose and hope for help. So what Jacksonville Jaguars team am I going to see? A one scared the blues or a team that's going to go out there and play hard and let the results end up where they're supposed to end up? That's what I can't wait to see. Part of NFL questions and answers, we do it each and every Friday during the regular season. Of course, we're going to do that in the playoffs here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Cohen, presented by Progressive Insurance. And in the NFC East, Dallas and Philadelphia not playing each other. That doesn't mean they do not have an eye on each other, especially when both of those teams do not think we would be in this spot involving them and winning the division. We'll explain that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, part of the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Who needs to win the NFC East more? Is it Dallas about to play the Washington Commanders or Philadelphia about to play the New York Giants? Let us know on the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Which team needs to win that division, the NFC East, more? Is it Dallas or is it Philadelphia? Let us know, 888-729-3776. All right, jump into that pool. All feet, all body. <laughs> Who needs to win that division more and why? You know I'm going to be ten toes down. I'm going to the bottom of the ocean, baby. I'm not stopping. Let's go, Freddie. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. And it's the simple okay. fact that they have an opportunity to win the NFC East but get the number two seed. And that's very imperative for me, for Dallas Cowboys, their organization, but also their fans. Right. Because if they're able to win their first game, they're going to host another game 
uh, at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, where the Dallas Cowboys play their home games. You look at them this season, they're 8-0 and at home, but also their offensive numbers, 29 touchdowns, 21 field goals, a total of 50 scores. They've only punted 17 times right. throughout any of uh, their eight home games so far this season. So that's very valuable. Uh, when you look at this team, in my opinion, and they should not have a letdown versus the Washington Commanders because that Amen. would be one of the ultimate letdowns before the playoffs that I think in, in 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 playoff history or regular season history. But I'll say this about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott has been phenomenal this season. But I don't think enough people are talking about C.D. Lamb and what he's been yeah. able to do. Mm-hmm. He's basically been unguardable. And he's a guy that's second in the National Football League now in receiving with over 1,600 yards receiving. And how he's doing it, playing in the slot, going outside, being being a, uh, the X receiver, the single receiver, moving around the formation, being hard as hell to, to tackle. Last week versus the Detroit Lions, they had a third and four and got an explosive play for CeeDee Lamb on third and four. They had a third and ten, got an explosive play off of CeeDee Lamb from a third and ten situation. So I don't hope mm-hmm. that the Dallas Cowboys are in the NFC Championship game. If they right. get the number two seed, I expect them to be in the NFC Championship game. You mentioned expectations. That's what Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, had a chance to talk about as they get ready to play a team that they should have no business losing to, even though they're playing on the road in D.C. against the Washington Commanders. Uh, we've got one game right here to go and win this division, um, have a two seed, and that, that makes it a playoff game. That makes it a game, obviously, with a lot of implication. But a, another game that this team needs that will just help us, obviously sets us up in the position for the playoffs, but also for us to have that playoff mindset as we've had for the last couple of weeks or so headed into uh, the actual playoff. Therefore, you just go out there and play the game that, that we know we can play on the road, which would be important, um, and, and just taking a bunch of confidence into this uh, playoff game out of this game. And I'll be honest with you, Freddie, I don't care how they get it done. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the prettiest to me as long as you get that win because mm-hmm. you sew up a two seed. Yep. And that that that's the, the biggest thing that matters right now. It can be ugly as hell. Right. I don't care. As long as the Dallas Cowboys win this game, they should feel like they're in a great position to move forward within these playoffs. Joe and Marilyn at 888-729-3776. Which team needs to win the, win the NFC East more? Is it Dallas or Philadelphia, Joe, and why? Dude, you know it's Dallas. Dallas has to win that game, get home field advantage, and hope somebody takes out uh, San Francisco. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it allows the Dallas Cowboys to not have to face the San Francisco 49ers, which been their mm-hmm. kryptonite the last two years, mm-hmm. until you get to the NFC Championship game if both teams make it there, right? So that's how yeah. pivotal this two-seed is for the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. Well, if that happens, I don't expect the Dallas Cowboys to get blown out again like they got blown out in the regular season. It's a far different team than we saw back then. I'm not saying they're going to be better or win against the 49ers, but they're not losing 42-10 to 10 or whatever that score was when these two teams locked horns early in the season. But here's why I'm going to say it's the Philadelphia Eagles, and it has nothing to do with me being a Dallas Cowboys fan or just wanting to agree with Harry Douglas. Those two things are not going to be as a part of this conversation. What happened to this Eagles team is mm. what I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. When they were 10-1 and one and just it seemed that no matter what had to happen, they found a way to get it done. They found a way to be that team that was going to have one point more on the scoreboard, that when you made a mistake, they capitalized on it. When they made a mistake, they did not allow teams to capitalize on it. But then the 49ers game happened, and believe me, they were running their mouth. 
San Francisco said, hey, our quarterback's going to be there on Sunday. And Philadelphia said, so what? And then San Francisco went out and beat the so what out of them. I wonder how much of that mentality was taken away from Philadelphia because they have not been that same football team. Whether it's been offense, whether it's been defense, special teams, coaching, it's been a collective. I don't want to use the word collapse because you win at least 11 games in the NFL, it's not a collapse. But since that 10-1 and start, Harry, they're 1-4, and and they have not looked like that mentally tough team that I got used to seeing last year, that I saw at the beginning of this year when they started 10-1. and Even Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, he's at a loss what the problems with his team, and boy, he gets salty talking about that. Nick Sirianni, this is what he had to say about it. The Eagles knew the problem. It would have been solved already. I don't give a what we are out there and what our record is or anything, what losing streak or winning streak it goes, we're going to go out there and we're going to work our minds on the detail of what's going on full speed to the snap out there in walkthrough. And then high intensity at practice. There's no magic to this. Like, hey, we do this or this or that. Like, if we if we knew exactly what it was, we you know, these last couple of weeks, we, we would have done that. So it's about going to work every single day. If you have to get back to the basics... In week 18, Ooh. if you have to, if that's the message that I just heard from Nick Sirianni, the head coach of Philadelphia Eagles, about getting back to basics and intensity in walkthrough, then maybe the Eagles' problems, Harry, are a bit more not just manufactured, but a bit deeper than anybody could have imagined. I agree because those are things you're supposed to be doing every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Those yep. are the things that you're supposed to be doing every, because, see, small things lead to big things. And then the big things well before every you know accident, there are always warning signs. Right. It, yeah. And then when things start to happen, you, oh, what's going on? Listen, first and foremost, uh, this offense and it's crazy. I'm about to say this. Both the teams that went to the Super Bowl last year, the Kansas City Chiefs and also the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't know what the hell their identity is offensively for Amen. either one of them. Yeah. And, and that's sad to say that we're this late into the fo- uh, football season that we don't know those things. Now, I do have more faith in the Philadelphia D- uh, Eagles offense more so than I do their defense. Okay. Because for them to have a Fletcher Cox, a Hassan Riddick, a Brandon Graham, a Jordan Davis, a Jalen Carter – and let teams since the bye week uh, rush the football for over 100 yards in each game like that's happened, it's sad to me. To let the Arizona Cardinals rush for over 200 yards, to go into that matchup and have zero sacks with those guys I just mentioned after last year leading the lead with 70 sacks in a season, that can't happen. Then you look at the linebacking group in which they had problems this year and those guys being able to make plays. You look at the secondary in which they had major issues and teams left and right are able to pass for whatever they want to pass for against that secondary. I don't see those things getting fixed. The pass yeah. rush and the, and the back end of your defense and coverage unit, those two things go hand in hand. So I do have more faith in their offensive side of the ball more so than I do than their defensive side of the ball. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Which team needs to win the NFC East more? Is it Dallas or is it Philadelphia? Harry says Dallas. I see the Philadelphia Eagles. One of our favorites, Blast in New Mexico at 888-729-3776. Blast, which side are you on and why? Fellas, what's good? We're good, man. I am, man, I'm Philly, bro, since 89. Philly since 89. And I got to be honest with you, our defense horrific, terrible, <laughs> garbage. This is my team. I, I've lived and died by them since 89. Offense, still suspect. We ain't getting A.J. Brown the ball. Devontae Smith is barely breaking, you know, 100-yard 100, uh, 100 games. We're not handing the ball off to Swift. 
I don't know what the hell is going on with my squad. We should be the number two, if not the number one seed. How do we lose to the Arizona Cardinals when we're whooping their butts and all of a sudden they, they put up 29 on us in the second half and we do zero? Like, like, let's be real, man. Like, Philly is broken right now. But as a Philly fan, mm-hmm. I'm going to retract everything I said. And <laughs> Philly can still do this. We can still do this because it's the NFC East against NFC East on both sides of the ball. Dallas and Philly. Mm-hmm. Dallas might could lose. They might could lose. I like Mike could. What do y'all think? <laughs> but they might could, but I don't think Dallas is losing to the Washington Commanders. I'm not buying that. It's the way, the way the Commanders are look. And if you're an Eagles fan like you are, Blast, we always appreciate you and appreciate the phone call. You, your team should be just as upset with themselves the way you are about that football Hell team. Hell yes, 100%. That, yeah, that, that team should be P.O. to the max the way that Blast in New Mexico is at his football team. If that team, if that team does not come out – looking like a bunch of bloodthirsty pirates like I've seen in the 49s, and that's the nickname I've given them. If they come out, they're just going through the motions because they expect to be the New York Giants. They're going to be one and done in the playoffs, no matter who they play. Freddie, I just can't see happening to the Dallas Cowboys what just happened to the Philadelphia Eagles last weekend. I can't see that yeah. happening back-to-back weeks in the NFC East. And if it does happen, oh, my goodness. Shame, shame, shame Amen. on the Cowboys, just like it was a shame, shame, shame on the Philadelphia Eagles last week. He's one of our favorites, unique in New Jersey. Unique, my friend. Which team needs to win the NFC East more? I say it's Philadelphia. Harry says it's Dallas. Unique, what say you? First and foremost, man, Happy New Year, man. I'm glad to see the brothers back, man. Happy New Year, brother. Always good to talk to you. You too, Unique. Absolutely. What's up, Harry? What's good with you? Hey, Unique, do you watch um, – what's the show, Shannon – uh, Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan, yeah, Power. Power Book 3. Nah. I'm about to say, man, they just they just, they just just off a guy in their name, Unique, and I like them. You talk just like them, though. That's what he made does. me think about it. Oh, he no, does. it wasn't me, man. I'm the real one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the real one, baby. So let's get to it, man. Listen, man, you know, I'm very, very – man, you know me, man. I, I don't have too much confidence in that coach, man. And uh, he, once again mm-hmm. – you know, he made me correct last week, man. I'm scared this man going to get out there, man, and call a very conservative game. And, uh, you know, I, I, what, what I would expect, I hope Dak audible every call that he gets in, audible that, <laughs> and put the ball in C.D. Lamb's hands. Fifteen times I want him to touch that ball, man. Other than that, man, listen, man, it, it, the road to the Super Bowl got to win this game. I see the road to the Super Bowl. Okay. I, I, forget the championship game. I see the road to the Super Bowl. They don't win this game. I'm done, man. We over. We, we, we over. Done, done, done. Wow. Love unique. Happens to the you, you, you too, Unique. Unique is ready to call it a D-I-V-O-R-C-E if the Cowboys lose to the Commanders <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> he, have, he will have had it with, the, the, with America's team as far as that goes. But I'm with him. Not in terms of being done with the Cowboys. Can't be conservative in this matchup. That's Go right. win the if, game, man. Yeah, if you're Mike McCarthy, sometimes the biggest enemy to the Dallas Cowboys at times has been their coach, and I think there's been a couple of games that they've won in spite of his decisions. I go back to that Seattle game. I go back to that Philadelphia game where certain things that he decided to do, I'm thinking, dude, that made absolutely 
no sense. Even though we're out of the running, we're still going to give you our pick-ems, part of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge for the weekend. And in other news, the most expensive dog meal ever. What? Check, check that out next with Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It is the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you always feeling the love in the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. <laughs> get it, Harry. I was going to say, I don't want to get in the way of that. <laughs> <laughs> Felt this way. Exactly. Finish Nothing it up, Maurice. Positive vibes, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Love Friday. So we're going to see if love can find a way for us this weekend when it comes to going up against our ESPN Radio Familia. You know it better as. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Now we have the chance to finish the second place. First place is out of the question. Carlin versus Joe. They have a four-game lead on us with three games that we're going to pick. So they win the regular season. But then everything flips next week. Everybody starts at 0-0 zero and zero with the playoffs. So it's all about us getting the second seed, get a couple of home games in the playoffs before we have to play a championship game against Carlin versus Joe if they can hold on. So we start with game number one. Texans and Colts. Texas a one-point favorite. The room always, always wins. So we bring in Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, our producers. Shannon, I'll start with you. Texas a one-point favorite in a game that could decide the AFC South championship. What say you? Look, Harry's down there in Houston right now, so I got to roll with the Texans. All right, Devin Kane. I was going to say, normally in this in this position with a rookie quarterback, you, you go against yeah. the opposite team, but C.J. Stroud's no ordinary rookie quarterback. Oh. 
Okay. All right. Give me the Texans. All right. Mr. Douglas. Man, shout out to my boy Andre Johnson, future Hall of Famer. I'm going with the Houston, Texas, baby. Mm H-Town. I know my Texas got my back, and that's for show, though. Okay. I'm with you guys. It's 4-0 with that one. I think the Texans found a way to win this game, and they put a lot of pressure on the team in Jacksonville playing against the Tennessee Titans. What's next? Falcons at Saints. Saints a three-point favorite. Uh Uh-oh. If the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, the winner of this game will win the NFC South. Harry, I'm going to start with you. You're a Falcons, three-point underdog. I know where you're going, but say it anyway. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Don't tell Jive Turkish try to be funny in this segment right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to tell y'all right now before I even give y'all my – I'm going with my birds, dirty uh, birds, that is. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. This okay. is the first step yeah. to winning the division, which okay. is still an opportunity for them. So I'm going with the Falcons. All right, Devin Kane, what say you, brother? Who, 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 what, what do they say? Who, who that? Who, yeah. Who, yeah, who that? Oh, no, you oh, no, you. Nah, not. listen. Listen, I can't go against my guy. Okay. I'm going right. Falcons for you, Harry. Okay, 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 Sounds okay, good. okay. Sounds Here we good. go. All right, Shannon Penn, what about you? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we eating them doves right now. Oh, give me the Saints. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, All we're right. Gonna, well, we're going to have a stalemate. I think the Saints are going to win by more than three. So I got the Saints. So it's two to two. So how do we break the tie? Who breaks the tie here in this situation? Is, it, is anybody else back there, Shannon? No? Nope. I get, we'll flip a coin then. All right, ready? Heads for the Falcons, tails for the Saints. Falcons. We're going with the Falcons. Whoa! Yeah. Let's go, baby! The Falcons. Ah! Last, last but not least. Bills and Dolphins. Bills a three-point favorite. The winner of this game win the AFC East Championship, although the Bills lose. They could be out of the playoffs entirely, depending what happens earlier that day, this game, the last game of the NFL regular season, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Harry, what say you? Give me some buffalo wings, which is one of my favorite foods. <laughs> okay. but, some, but some ranch. I don't need no blue cheese. I'm going yeah. with the Bills in this one, boss. All right, sounds good. Shannon Penn, where you lie? I mean, the Finns at some point got to win a big game, right? I mean, they have to. But Maybe it won't be this year. week. Give me the Bills. <laughs> wow. Good switch up. <laughs> Devin Kane, what about you? I think Stephon Diggs is going to have a big game after all of the, the talk. I'm going yeah. Bills. How, yeah. Well, how, how big, Dev? How big? Real big. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not letting. I'm not letting Christine Lisi kill me by going with the Dolphins. I'm going with you guys, the Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna make sure that. Hold on, Freddie. I'm gonna De- make sure that her bakery treats will still have a chance to be Dev. eaten by me. Dev, how big? Real big. You said how big? <laughs> it only took three hours and forty and fifty minutes for you guys to do that. <laughs> I miss y'all so much. Man. I mean, listen, he's due for a big one. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. I knew it. It it, it didn't even take much. It didn't even take long. And everybody just flew through that door. We're going to save the puppy chow story until Monday because, believe me, you're going to need a full, full, full segment on that one to know exactly how that's the most expensive puppy chow ever. Hey, Harry, we'll talk to you on Monday. And, by the way, enjoy the championship game. I know you can't wait to do that one. Yes, sir. Uh, Amber and Ian comes your way next. For Harry Douglas, Devin Kane, and Shannon Penn, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry and the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. And no matter the situation, always remember to pause and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.